Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Tzadik Vav in Maseches Pesachim. And we start with the last line on Tzadik Hey Amad Beis. I should say a happy Tainus Esther to everybody as well. I uh, just told the story of uh, Mallorca. That was the one day of the year because they identified. It's in the Balearic Islands off of Spain. They identified very much with Esther, concealed uh, their identity. They would make a giant banquet. One day a year was the only yuntiv they, so to speak, celebrated. They would make a banquet and not eat it. The uh, Messir Snefesh of Claudius Israel in places and times that you may not have realized. Okay, back to Pesach. Boy, Rabbi Yosef. So we asked the question, Dochut mei mesim. Remember Kalman? Kalman came back for the, for the Tumba part. Um, it's amazing, right, when, when the Tmei Mesim, were, they were Tamei, right, and they really wanted to participate. And we were saying before, uh, that's where we left off yesterday, that even the Tmei Zav, right, the people who had the Tumei Yoytzim Egufo, uh, which is really Kalman's favorite form of Tuma, the Tumei Yoytzim Egufo, uh, they were not allowed to eat of the Karben Pesach, but still, if they, were, if they pushed themselves in out of a, Right, intense desire to participate in the Karm Pesach, presumably, uh, they would not be Chayv Karis, whereas otherwise they would be, they wouldn't be Chayv Karis on the day of the uh, bringing of the Karm Pesach, which is an amazing Chiddush. But now we have a different case. The Tmei Mesim, so technically they could participate in the Karm Pesach itself, but they're not eating the Karm Pesach. They are, in fact, eating. So presumably, again, this is in a situation where Let's say Rov Klali Shal with Tmei Mesim and they brought Korban Pesach and everybody was really allowed to eat it. But Achlu Emurim Pesach Habba But what they did was they ate the Emurim. What's the Emurim? So that's the parts of the Korban that you're supposed to burn and not supposed to eat. Every Korban has parts like that. Rashi says, the last Rashi on Sadi came and Beis, Emurim Pesach, Kigon Klaios Vyoseret Sakaved. Right? Like the kidneys. And some of the, some of the parts of the liver, you're not supposed to even eat that. So now, it's an interesting shaila. The, the Gemara, as we arrive at Tzadik Vav Aleph, spells it out. Mahu. What's the halacha? Right? In other words, like this. You're, you have a special halacha, as we've discussed, where you're allowed to eat the meat of the Korn Pesach, even though you're Tamei. That's an exception to the rule, right? The thing is, that's only the actual meat of the Karm Pesach. That's what you're allowed to eat. So are you going to say that because you can eat the meat, then you, you can eat also the emurin, the other parts? Like, does that mean that once you can eat part of the Karm Pesach, you can eat all of it, even the part that isn't effective as a Karm Pesach, as it were? That's one possibility. Odilma says the Gemara, my ishtri ishtri, right? Only that which was permitted was permitted, meaning only the, that which was permitted out of necessity, like the Karm Pesach itself, the actual meat, that was mutter, but my deloyishtri, loyishtri. But that was, it, right, to exclude everything else, right? Do we split it? It's possible, right, that the parts that you're not supposed, that you're not allowed to eat, right, it's a special dispensation that you're allowed to eat the Karp Pesach Batumah. But nobody said that you're allowed to eat the parts that you're not supposed to eat Batumah, right, that the part that's supposed to go in the Mizbeach. So those are the two sides of looking at it. Is the entire animal kosher, like kosher, so to speak? for the Tamei person to eat on that day, or only those special things that we allow you to eat on, on Pesach. So Rava answers, I'm a Rava Mehdi. Let's look at this more in, uh, deeply. Tumas Emur Mehechei Where do we hear the idea that you're not allowed to eat, right, Emurin, um, right, Betumah? 
says, Metumas Basar, Dechsev Asher Hashem. Right, the Pasuk that teaches you that you're not allowed to eat Tumas, Emurim Betumah, comes from the Pasuk that teaches you in general that you're not allowed to eat the actual sacrificial meat Betumah. Right? So says Rava, Le Rabba says Aimurim. Kol Hecha de Isi Le Tumas Basar. That implies that the Emurim, when they are in fact Asar to eat Betumah, that's only in a case where the Basar itself is Asar to eat Betumah. Right? Isi Le Tumas Emurim, Hecha de Leisi Le Tumas Basar, Leisi Le Tumas Emurim. Right? So again, Kol Hecha de Isi Le Tumas Basar, Isi Le Tumas Emurim, and Hecha de Leisi Le Tumas Basar, Leisi Le Tumas Emurim. That's how you read it. And it means that whenever the basar is tumah, is tum, whenever the basar can't be eaten b'tumah, so then the imurin can't be eaten b'tumah. But in the special case of Korban Pesach, where the basar can be eaten b'tumah, the imurin should also be allowed to be eaten b'tumah. And, huh? I think Rashi says on the top that there still be an answer of eating it in general. Right. It's just a question of, are you over on, on the tumah aspect of it? Right. Right. So, in other words, Rashi says there's still elements of of um, common. Our resident Tuma expert, right, is going to say is is pointing out to the first Rashi's on the top of Tzayvav and Medalis. The first thing is the question is, are you chayef for eating ochle kachim betuma? Right. So that you're not going to be chayef according to Rava, according to this that he learned from the pasuk. However, right, afagav de asire mishum zaros because zar loyachal right. Right, the, the idea is that the that from Zaros there's still an iser to eat right these imurin betuma. However, the idea of eating kachim betuma is not going. You're not going to have that extra right iser right. So, um, so what Common's pointing out is that this is not a recommended practice to eat the imurin. This is still usser, but the point is that it's not going to be. It's not going to have the extra iser of eating kachim betuma shkayach. Okay, so now, just a final question before the next mission. Abayi Rabzeira, Rabzeira wants to know, Emur Pesach Mitzrayim Hechaktirinu, like a side point that's a great segue to our next Mishnah. There's, we know that there's Pesach that we celebrate every year, that's called Pesach Doros. But there, the original Pesach had some differences. I'm not going to give it away, we'll read it in the Mishnah. But the original Pesach had some aspects of it that are unique to the original Pesach. And so Rabzeira is asking as an aside, since we brought up the idea of the Murun of the Korban Pesach, he wants to know, well, in the time base of Mikdash, Bezat Hashem, Bimher, Bimeinu, in those days, so we have a Mizbeach, so we know where we put the Murun. Where would you put the Murun in the Korban Pesach Mitzrayim? After all, we had a lot of good things going on because Hashem was taking out of Mitzrayim, but a Mizbeach we didn't have. So where are we going to put the Murun? So, Amar Abaye, Uman, Leimalan, Delosh, Viski, Avud, Shviski, Rashi says, is a barbecue. Okay, basad sleeve vishpud. It's it's a gyro. Okay, so how do you know that they didn't just make a barbecue out of it and and start eating the liver and the and the kidneys? After all, again, it's a it was a whole different kind of thing, right? At that time, we didn't even have the mitzvah of imurim yet. So it's Pesach Mitzrayim. So when Hashem says to eat this thing, nobody said you shouldn't eat the liver. Liver is delicious. Okay. So how do you know that that wasn't the case? In other words, how do you know that there was Imurim? The Ode, Hatana Rabbi Yosef, and in addition, what are you asking me? Rabbi Yosef had himself said that there was no such thing as Mizbeach, as follows. He said, Shloshim Mizbachos Hayusham, right? Which is a matter of speech, as the article explains. That what Rabbi Yosef is saying, there was three Mizbechos, which really weren't Mizbechos, they were the what? 
the doorposts, when you take the doorway and you have, right, the two doorposts and then the mashkof on top, that's where they sprinkled the blood, right? That's where you would put the blood famously, as we say, on our doorposts on Leil Mitzrayim. So putting the blood on the doorpost is similar to what? Sprinkling the dam on the Mizbeach. So that is what, right, Rabbi Yosef had said, that that was in essence, our Mizbech, but really only with respect to sprinkling on blood. This is not a Mizbech in the sense that it's a platform where you could actually put a murin on it. So this is the point of the Gemara as we read over here. Right? So you have the Mashkof on top, the two doorposts on the side. Those were the de facto Mizbechos of Leil Mitzrayim. But there wasn't any other Mizbech which is to say, for the purpose of sprinkling down, we actually had our doorposts. But for the purposes of putting the Imurin on there, we didn't have anything else. Right? So there really wasn't a standard Korban. And therefore, there was no place to put the Pesach Mitzrayim. So this inquiry of Rabbi Zeira, of where did you put the, the Imurim, really I would have probably answered it backwards. I would have said, well, I guess if I would have put them anywhere, it would be a doorpost. But you can't put anything on a doorpost. It's not a platform. But besides, who's to say that they were a Murim altogether, Pesach Mitzrayim is a different animal. So to speak, pun not intended, but segue yes intended, the segue into the next Mishnah, which asks, Ma bein Pesach Mitzrayim le Pesach Dairos? Well, that's fortuitous. Here we go. What in fact is the difference between Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Dairos? Um, this is a stealth Dafyomi coincidence. As Rabbi Ari, Ari Leibowitz, the great Dafyomi master, points out, the Ma Bains are really, uh, the main address is Mitzvah's Megillah, right? Where it, where it gives exhaustive lists, right, of Ain, Bain, Lebain, Ella, right? That this is what the distinction between different things, right? Um, but the truth is that this is different. This is not, this is, this is a, a less exhaustive list, but it, it brings out some differences between the Pesach Mitzvah and Pesach Dars. Uh, which is actually the reason, Rabbi Lewis points out, that this actually didn't have to be uh, brought down in Megillah. The reason this isn't part of the lists of Masechah's Megillah is because it's not an exhaustive list. Um, okay, in other words, instead of saying Ein Bein Lebein Ella, which, which implies an exhaustive list, this is just bringing out some differences between Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Doros. And so, without further ado, let's see what some of the differences are. So, first thing is, Pesach Mitzrayim Mikacho Mibe'asor, that you had to take the Korban, as we famously know, why is Shabbos Agadol called Shabbos Agadol? Because you had to take that which was considered an Egyptian god, which was, right, the sacrificial lamb of the, the, the Korban Pesach, and you had to take that animal, and Mikacho means that you take it and you designate it, okay, already on the 10th of Nisan. Okay, so that's something you don't have to designate the Korban Pesach um, of Pesach Doros, like this year, we're not going to have to designate it on the 10th of Nisan. Um, and so that was unique to Pesach Mitzrayim, okay. Veton hazoba agudas ezov, right? Whereas we sprinkle the dam, right, with, uh, with, with our hands. Here, they would, or, or with a kli, the unique kli of Pesach Mitzrayim was the agudas ezov, right? The bundle of the ezov. Whereas we would do it, Bezrat Hashem, Bekar V'yameinu, Bimher V'yameinu, we would do it on the Mizbeach, there they do it, Avalamashkov, Alshtem, Zuzos, as we said, this doorpost issue was not something that we did every year. Venechal Bechib Fazon, right? We eat it in haste. Some people, uh, still eat the car, still have their Seder in haste, but that was unique to Pesach Mitzrayim. We have, we do not eat it, Bechib Fazon, in our family. Um, so the current Pesach we don't eat in haste. 
And Belayla Echad, really, it's not talking about the Seder, per se, um, but uh, some people have to heat it in haste in order to eat a Kazayis B'Kadechilis Pras, right? Um, but anyways, Belayla Echad, we'll see what haste means to some extent anyways. Belayla Echad, so that's interesting. During one night, right? So Pesach, that's, that's interesting, that you only eat it that one night. So what, what does this mean? The Gemara is going to explain. Because really, we also only have one one night of Seder, so we'll see how that's unique to Karm Pesach Mitzrayim. Pesach Daros now calls Shiva, right? So the so we'll see also what that means in the Gemara as well. What does it mean when we say that the Pesach Mitzrayim is a one day holiday and Pesach Daros is seven days? We'll see. So let's see the Gemara. So first, the Gemara asks Minalan, how do we know right that this idea of Kicha? Right, of designating the carbon Pesach on the 10th of Nisan. Right, tell everybody we're going to take and designate this carbon on the 10th. So that, that seems, that seems very straightforward. Okay. Now, we're going to see, right, so says the Gemara, so interestingly enough, a lot of, um, there are a lot of the psukim, but basically is going to happen now in the Gemara is that we're going to go through the psukim that describe Pesach Mitzrayim. Okay. Now, all these psukim that describe Pesach Mitzrayim, you may not have noticed, but they have a lot of references to the fact that this is only going to be true this time. Lachoresh Hazet, right? Et Avodah Azot Lachoresh Hazet. There's also another phrase. So it's a basur belayla hazet sliesh al matzus maram yachlu. And then there's also another word that seems to indicate only this and not other korbanos, where it says kezrach aretz v'chol arel lo yochal bo, and zoschu kasa pesach kol beinechar lo yochal bo, tosha v'sachir lo yochal bo, v'chol eved ish miknas kesef matoso az yochal bo. All these halachas. That are mentioned with regards to the carbon pesach mitzrayim, either say hazet or they say bo. And then what the Gemara is going to say here is, well, this it seems to imply that these halachas would only apply to carbon pesach mitzrayim and not to pesach doros, not to our pesach. So what the Gemara is going to end up doing over here is bring out that every halacha that's mentioned here is unique to Pesach Mitzrayim, and we thus learn that we do not do it in Pesach Doros, in our celebration of Pesach, and then we have other psukim to say, well, maybe to connect it back, right? In other words, you're going to say that every single thing, every halacha that you learn is not what we do, so then how do we learn what we do do? So some things we're comparing to Karm Pesach Mitzrayim, and some things we're contrasting. So let's see. So the first thing is the word zet. So the word Zeh appears in Mebeasar, so that seems to say that that's only true to Pesach Mitzrayim, not true to our Pesach. Okay, so now we're going to have some challenges to this. Says the Gemara, El Meata, Adarba Asar Yom Well, we also have it with regards to other things, right? We have, for example, the idea of Mishmeres. This is interesting. There's two things. There's Bikur and there's Mekach. Mekach is what we were talking about of kicha, which is where you designate the animal on the 10th. Bikur means that you have to examine the animal. What the Gemara is going to ask now is that, in fact, that is something that's still going to be true in Pesach of today, which is that you start looking at the animal and examining it on the 10th, even though you haven't designated it. So, for example, you have a corral of tons of animals that you could theoretically use for carbon Pesach. So you check them all and you say, you know what, these are all kosher for Pesach, right? These are all kosher for Pesach animals that could be used. 
And then, subs- and then the day of Pesach or whatever it is, you designate it. Okay, so that's Bikur, which is checking them, versus Mekach. So it says the Gemara, we see, right, that you have to not only, right, do, right, what we call Mekach, but you also have to do Bikur. And are you going to say that the Korban Pesach of Doros does not require Bikur? But we have a Brisa, Ben Bagbagomer. Is this the first Ben Bagbag? I think it might be. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, you thought I was singing in a tune? That's weird. That's weird. You're, okay. It's very early, Andrew, so you're hearing things. So Ben Bagbag uh, said, How do we know that the Tamid, right, um, so it says that even the Tamid itself needs Bikur of our Bar Yomim. So we have this idea. Even the Korban Tamid needs, everything needs Bikur of our Bar Yomim. How do we know? How do we know? Uh-huh. So we see Just like we said We make a Gzair Shava now Just by Pesach Mitzrayim We needed the Bikur of four days A Gzair Shava That Ben Bag Bag brought out Teaching you that in fact We do Bikur Right? Four days before the Shechita Of even the Korban Tamid And therefore Right, we can't say that just because it says lachodesh hazeh that it means that it all excludes everything other than Pesach Mitzrayim. Because here we have an example of something that we have in other kabbalas other than Pesach Mitzrayim, even though it says hazeh. But the truth of the matter is, there we have exer shava. So the Gemara is going to say shining hasam. That case is different. Tishmeru. In other words, that word tishmeru ties together the Pesach Mitzrayim with the other Karbanas. So even, so even though it's, so the Hazet, right, excludes, right, Bikur and Mekach, right, and then the Tishmeru brings you back to the concept of Bikur. So let's see. The Gemara says, Pesach Doros Nami, Haksiv Avodah Savodah Hazet Bachodesh Hazet. She you call Avodah Chodesh Zeh Kazet. Um, okay. So this is where the Rashi explains. Rashi. Right? So, in other words, we have a hekesh of all the Pesach Doros to be, to have that hekesh. So, this is, this is basically how you explain it. Uh, Rashi's gonna say, we're gonna explain it a little more, so I'll just read this last line. Wow, Pesach Sheni. So, what's going on? So, the idea is like this. It can be confusing because you have the word hazeh, right? And you also have the word tishmeru. And basically, these are conflicting ideas, right? Are these, are these supposed to be, um, used to teach you that the Korban Pesach Ladoros is like the Korban Pesach Mitzrayim or that it's not like the Korban Pesach Mitzrayim? So the idea is like this. That hazeh, right? Limit, limited, uh, initially, as we see over here, Pesach Sheni. In other words, Rashi is explaining. The first Pasuk, which is talking about Bikur, right, checking the animal, when it says Hazeh, it's not intending to exclude Pesach Doros, right? The first Pasuk was talking about excluding Pesach Sheni, right? This is only Pesach Rishon. 
And Pesach Sheni, you don't have to do Bikur and you don't have to do Mekach, which I guess is, is the halacha for Pesach Sheni. Okay, we talked about the difference between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. We didn't bring this up. Like we said, it wasn't an exhaustive list. Now, the second Hazeh is referring to Mekach. Okay, and that also inclu- excludes Pesach Doros. In other words, Hazeh appears twice. So the first time excludes Pesach Sheni, and that excludes both Bikur and Mekach. But then the second one is just referring to Mekach. And that, by referring to Mekach, that excludes also Pesach Doros. And we know that, in fact, is the halacha, that we don't have to do Mekach, but we still need to do Bikur. Because the second one, when it's Hazet, when it's referring to Mekach, that one is available to exclude Pesach Doros, but we don't have a Pasuk to exclude um, uh, Bikur of Pesach Doros. And so because of the right way these Hazeh and the Tishmeru are organized in terms of what is and what isn't, like Pesach Mitzrayim, it comes out that Pesach Sheni does not require either Bikur, right, or Mekach. And Pesach Mitzrayim required both Bikur and Mekach. And our Pesach, which we'll have, Bezrat Hashem, this year, which should require not Bikur, I'm sorry, yes Bikur, but not Mekach, It'll have only one of them. It will not have the Mekach. We don't have to designate it four days in advance as they did when they were in Mitzrayim. That, if you want to get into the right svar of it, that was to, right, to show the Mitzrim, right, Shabbos HaGadol, as we famously say. So that, we don't have to do the designation. However, the Bikur, the checking of the animals, we already have to start, as we do, four days before the Korban. Beautiful. Okay, says the Gemara, So we see, Hazeh, it says that you should eat it that night. So you say, Hachinami dezeh nechal balayla. Ve'ein acher nechal balayla. Are you going to say that no other Pesach has ever eaten at night? That's not true. We know that we do eat the carbon Pesach at night. So it answers the Gemara. So again, this idea that Hazeh excludes anything other than Pesach Mitzrayim is challenged multiple times here in multiple ways. So the Gemara says, Amar Krava, vadeta et So you say, no, that really Hazeh is a word that's Exclusive, meaning it is a word that, that when you see it in Pesach Mitzrayim, it means to the exception of Pesach Doros, except for the fact that we also have other psukim with regards to the Karbonos and Pesach Doros that tie him back and remend, basically, effectively mend that, that exclusion that Hazel created. So that's another example here. They should do the Avoda this month, meaning that all Pesach Mitzrayim of, of Nisan should always have, be the same. So then the Gemara asks, El Hazel Lamali, so then what are you learning from Hazel? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Lazar ben Rabbi Akiva. Period. Doesn't tell you what they, what they're, what they hold, but it's the teaching of Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Akiva. That's why it's good that Art Scroll came along, because even Rashi doesn't tell you what happened. Okay? So we're going to learn it anyway in Kuf Chaf, soon enough, or you might remember it from Brachos Tess, but basically, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah used it to learn that Pesach, the Korban Pesach is eaten until midnight. Rabbi Kiva used it to learn that Korban Pesach can be eaten only one night. This is the contrast with the Shlamim. The Shlamim could eat for two nights, uh, right, and a day. So, um, you could, when you get to Kufches, you will remember this. Anyway, either way, that's learned from the Hazeh. And so Hazeh, while it doesn't sever the Korban Doros, Pesach Doros, from Karim Pesach Mitzrayim entirely, does teach you this extra teaching of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah and Rabbi Akiva. Beautiful. Now, so now we're getting into the Pesukim that say the bow. Okay? The Pasuk says that if you don't have Brismila, if you're an RL, 
You shouldn't eat Bo. So Bo sounds like it's only talking about Pesach Mitzrayim. So we say, Hachinami devo eina ochel. Aval ochel Pesach Doros. Is it true that an RL could eat Pesach Doros? So the Gemara answers no. So again, we're playing this balance. It says Vavarata. Vavarata always brings it back. So once you have this bringing it back, so then, of course, you're going to say that the Pesach Doros, you also can't have an RL bring it. So then the Gemara asks, So what is the bow teaching you? So it says the Gemara, Bo ain't ochel. Aval hu ochel Interestingly enough, this is very fascinating. That the RL does not have, right, he's not eating the Korban Pesach, but he does have a Chiyuv Achilas Matzah. Whether he has a Chiyuv Achilas Mar is a different thing that presumably he does not have. Uh, however, when, a lot of times we say Matzah Omar, we, we lump it together. But he has a Chiyuv Achilas Matzah even though he's an RL. And, and, and that's true. You have to really, you really have to Google uh, Rabbi Michael Rosenzweig uh, Pesach Sheni. On uh, YU Torah, he has a whole development. We've mentioned it uh, already because we talked about Pesach Sheni of how this is like a gerus of how carbon Pesach was like a gerus, and because carbon Pesach was like a gerus, that's why we really it's one of, it's just such a rarity to be able to say we miss the mitzvah. We want to have a makeup mitzvah. It's because it's so critical, so essential to our right to our gerus essentially to our very essence in order to be able to bring a carbon Pesach. Why do I bring this up again? Because the RL is not obviously uh, going to have an effective gerus without a bris mila. So it stands to reason, therefore, that he would not be chayv in Korban Pesach, but that doesn't mean that he's, that he's not chayv in matzah. Okay. Remember, RL, as Rashi is going to explain soon, doesn't mean, necessi- doesn't mean a person who, who um, purposely did not have a bris mila, right? You could sometimes have somebody, a hemophiliac, or somebody who medically, his brother's, right, didn't survive mila, whatever it may be, right, chalila, and the situation is that he can't medically have a bris mila. So that person is also an RL, as we will see. We're going to discuss that. Okay, but he still has a chiv matzah. Just that's a bad, uh, bad look for the carbon Pesach. Okay, so, elamiata. So if you're going to have this line of kind of, uh, right, of, of reasoning and this line of, of limudim from the psukim, it says, right, we also know that a stranger, right, uh, which is basically a mumar, this is not talking about a non-Jew, because non-Jews, you don't need to tell us that he's not eating the carbon Pesach, but if you can identify somebody as a heretic, it's called a ben nechar, he should not eat the carbon Pesach either. So, you're going to say that we're going to have mummers eating in the Korban Pesach of Doros. Again, the Gemara says, Amar Krav Varata. Varata brings it back together. And so once it brings back together, which teaches you that a mummer doesn't eat in the Korban Pesach Doros either, ask the Gemara, so why are you learning the Pesach of Bo? What is it going to teach you? So we say, the Gemara answers, Bo, Hamaras Das Poseles, Vein Hamaras Das Poseles Petruma. Amazingly, Right, that if you are off the derech kohen, then you cannot partake of the korban pesach ever. However, you can eat truma. Right, you don't need to be a firm kohen to be allowed to eat truma, and that's what you learn from Bo. Right, so in that sense, Bo is in fact bringing you back to the korban pesach. It's saying, okay, enochinami, we have the. Of Varata that's going to say that whatever happened in Korban Pesach is going to be true of, uh, if it's true in Mitzrayim, it's going to be true this year also, right? Pesach Daros. 
So that's true. However, it does exclude other things. So what's excluding? It's excluding truma. So a coin is, uh, who is a mummer cannot eat from the Korban Pesach, but he can eat truma. So 14 lines up on Tzayvav Amad Aleph, we're going to ask why we need Psukim for both RL and for Mumar. Well, the Gemara is going to say those are two different kinds of Psulim, as we will see as follows. Says the Gemara, the Yitzchak Lemichtav RL, the Yitzchak Lemichtav Bein Nechar. You need to have the RL and the, right, the Mumar. The Ikas of Rechamana RL, because if it just said RL, Mishum Demais, because it's not, it's, it's physically repugnant. This is how Rabari Leibowitz uh, explained it. That one, when you don't have a bris milah, so again, you may have, as Rashi said, RL, Shemesu Achim Machmas Mila, right? This is an individual who medically couldn't have a bris milah, but it's still considered physically repugnant. That's what Ari Leibowitz points out. Avabe Nechar, Lomais. So you're going to say, why, how's that not repugnant? So, so Ari Leibowitz explains, that's like spiritually repugnant. Right, that so one is the way it looks, and the other one is the way like it is in essence. Even though it looks okay, the way it is on the inside, the way it is on the outside versus the way it is on the inside, you need a limit for each. So again, Rachmana Sadiqa Rachmana RL, you would mishum demai. So benachal So you would have thought in the case of RL that it only matters what it looks like on the outside, and that's what disqualifies you. Aim alo. You see that you are disqualified. Tzricha. Um, by teaching both, and that in fact the person who is a mummer on the inside is also disqualified. And conversely, v'yishmin bein nechar. If we only learned right that a mummer can't eat the korban pesach, mashum de'in libo l'shamayim. Right, that's because, and this is of course where Ari Libowitz uh, learns this idea that libo l'shamayim is how you define the bein nechar that he's on the inside. He is puzzle. Aval arel de libo l'shamayim emalo, and as Rashi explained. This could be a very firm RL, he just he can't medically have it. So in that case, perhaps you would certainly let him eat the carbon Pesach, even though physically he's not right eligible. Says the Gemara, Tzricha, that neither the outside appearance nor the inside intent, um, that both of them have to be, in fact, um, not an RL or a Ben Nechar in order to be qualified to eat the carbon Pesach. And this is true of Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Doros. Okay. So now, so we already quickly rattled off the psukim. So by Toshav Vesachir, it also says that if you have a Toshav Vesachir, which is our, right, forms of Avadim, right? They're part of Avid Ivris. Okay. So now, the difference between a Toshav and a Sachir is whether he decided to, to uh, be like, go after the six years, right? But it's both forms of the Toshav Vesachir, both forms of the Avid Ivri. They are not supposed to eat the Karm Pesach. Again, you don't have to be of Shamshar or Fal Harsh to read some of the meaning into this, right? That if you're an Eved, you're not supposed to eat from the Karm Pesach, right? Even if you're an Eved Ivri, because we're, we're supposed to be, right? Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is supposed to represent our, our ascension from Avdus to Cheres. Anyway, but who, far be it for me to presume that that's the reason. But basically, if you're an Eved Ivri, you're not supposed to eat from a Karm Pesach. So again, when you rattle it off, and you see the Psukim, the word Bo appears, but the Karm Pesach Mitzrayim. <coughs> Sounds like the Pesach Doros, a Eved Ivri would eat. So Amar Krav Again, that Pesach of Avadatah brings it back. So we have that dynamic that the word Bo seems to exclude. The word Ravata seems to say that Pesach Mitzrayim Pesach Doros is the same. And then we have to learn why the word Bo was there. It says the Gemara, why is the word Bo there? Bo hamaras das poselos 
Ve'ein hamaras das poselos betruma. Aha, amazingly, that in Pesach Mitzrayim, right, if you were a mumar, again, you would not be able to eat it, but you can have the Russia at the Pesach Seder, so to speak, right, just because you're not, you know, um, the firmest yet doesn't mean that you don't eat uh, truma, rather. I'm sorry. So in other words, bo hamaras das posel, svein hamaras das posel betruma. That, I'm sorry, that, that being a mumar disqualifies you from partaking in the Korban Pesach, both uh, Ladoros and, and, and Korban Pesach uh, Mitzrayim. It's just not posel you from truma. So again, you can have, just like we said before by the coin, that the coin can't eat in the Korban Pesach, but he can, in fact, eat truma. Okay? Now, here is another amazing aspect as follows. Okay, so the other, uh, the other Pasuk that we said as follows. An amazing halacha. You have to circumcise your Evid Kanani. Now we're talking about, we talked about Evid Ivri, now we're talking about Evid Kanani. That you have to circumcise him and his children. You can't have uncircumcised Avadim on the premises. Okay, so fine. Now again, the, the Pasuk says that once you've managed to circumcise your Evid Kananim, then you can eat the Korban Pesach, which teaches you an incredible thing, that the owner of the Evid Kananim, the Jewish owner of the Evid Kananim, cannot eat the Korban Pesach until all of his Avadim are circumcised. Okay? That's an amazing thing. Birnbaum said he seems to recall this Gemara's where Evid Kananim refused circumcision, and then maybe you'd have to let him go, right, if you want to bring your Korban Pesach. It's not Pasha. Okay. So Gemara answers, so, so again, It sounds like, right, that, that that's only true of Pesach Mitzrayim because of the word Bo. So I'm a bringing it back to Pesach Doros. So what do you learn from Bo? It says the Gemara, Bo milas zachar v'avadav ma'keves ve'ein milas zachar v'avadav ma'keves bitruma. So again, the distinction is going to be between not Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Doros, but Pesach and Truma, right? That circumcising the right the males of your Evikananim is not a prerequisite for a Kohen slave owner to eat Truma. Right? He certainly so this is what uh, this is what the note in the article explains that the reason why you would even have a Hava Amina that he wouldn't be able to eat Truma is because an RL shouldn't be allowed ha, should or a person who can't uh, uh, have a brismila, if he doesn't have a brismila, he should not a Kohen Without a bris milah, should not be allowed to eat truma. However, that, so with regards to carbon Pesach, both Ladoros and Pesach Mitzrayim, that would be true that he can't have any leftover of Adim Kananim if he wants to be able to partake of the carbon Pesach. But that's not true of truma. He can have the truma. Okay, the Gemara continues to ask, So this famous idea of not being able to break the bones of the carbon. Right, so is that only Pesach Mitzrayim or also Pesach Doros? Hachinami de Boe in a shover of Alshover Pesach Doros, and says the Gemara, Amakrava Varata, to bring Pesach Mitzrayim also to be similar to Pesach Doros, Elabo Lamali. So what is Bo, but Pesach Mitzrayim teaching you? Bo, Bechasher, Velove Puzzle. That you can have, right, the Isser of breaking a bone, right, of a, of a carbon Pesach that's Kasher. But if you have a puzzle, carbon Pesach, that you're not using anyway, so then you can break the bones. In other words, it's not like a standalone isser of breaking bones of a carbon Pesach that you're not even using. It has to be like a usable carbon Pesach in order to have that isser. Okay? Okay, this idea of not of having to have the carbon Pesach fully cooked. 
So mimenu yet ochel, but ochel not pesach b'adoros. So now we're getting the hang of it. Okay, that <laughs> so you might think that you need to eat the uh, that you can eat the pesach doros not fully cooked. Amar krava avarata that you have to perform right the avoda as we said right, and that implies the doros and pesach mitzrayim are the same. El mimenu lomali. So there we said not instead of hazeh. And then we did bow. Now we say mimenu. Mimenu seems to exclude other korbanos. So elam mimenu. What does the word mimenu teach you? Lichad Rabba Amar Yitzchak. To teach you like the Rabba Amar Yitzchak. And it doesn't tell you what Rabba Amar Yitzchak teaches you. So the truth is, again, we, we see over here, the Artsko quotes Rashi in Yervamos. So we were leaning on him a lot here today because Rashi even here doesn't say. But it's Xer Shava between the Korban Pesach and what? Meiser Sheini. Okay? That Meiser Shani can, can not be eaten by a person who did not have a bris mila. Okay, so now we arrive at the two dots, three lines up, on Tzadik Vav Aleph. Minolon, how do we know? V'nechol b'chipazon. That, right, that the Korban Pesach was eaten b'chipazon. D'amakrav, achaltam otob b'chipazon. Also nechal b'chipazon, ve'ein acher nechal b'chipazon. So it sounds like only the Korban Pesach Mitzrayim is eaten b'chipazon. And that is, in fact, the, uh, so there we don't have any, Right, anything tying our carbon doros to the carbon pesach to teach you that we should also eat it bechipazon, and since we do not have that gzeir shava tie-in, right, because it's not really an avoda thing, it's just the eating of it. It comes out that the actual eating is in fact exclusive. Also, it's only pesach mitzrayim, but the pesach doros is not required to be eaten bechipazon. Okay, now finally the two dots in the bottom of the page: pesach doros noi kol shiva. What's this? seven-day yontiv that we have versus the one-day yontiv that they had in Pesach Mitzrayim. So Gemara asks, am I Kai? What, what kind? Wait a minute. Is that true that they only had one day? Well, let's see. What are we referring to? Pesach. If you're talking about Karim Pesach, so Pesach kol shiva mi'ika. Well, even Pesach Doros, we don't have seven days of Karim Pesach. We only have the one night of Karim Pesach. As we turn to Tzadik Vavim days, it says, Ela achametz. Okay. So, uh, so referring to the Isra Chametz, interestingly, right? We, we keep saying, we said before, as we were learning yesterday, this idea of can you bring Korban Pesach when you have Chametz in your house? So, so it's, it's just an interesting thing. The, these are treated in certain sense like two separate halachas, and in certain sense they are in fact intertwined. So when it says the, the one day versus the seven days, it means the implication is the Korban Pesach Mitzrayim, the Pesach Mitzrayim only had a one day prohibition of Chametz, and we know that we have the seven-day prohibition of chametz. But the Gemara asks, Miklal the Pesach Mitzrayim, Lala Echad, Vesulo? This sounds like what? They, there was only an Isser chametz on Pesach Mitzrayim for one night? Is that true? V'hatanya, we learn the Bryce, Rabbi Yosheh Glili Oymer, Minayin Pesach Mitzrayim, Shein Chimutsu Noeg Yom Echad. When do we, where do we learn the Pesach Mitzrayim only has one day of, of Isser chametz? Talmud Lomar, Lo Yachel chametz. So really, the question is like this. We sounded like the Pesach Mitzrayim just had Laila Echad, one night. Rabbi Yosef Glili didn't learn seven days, but he did learn one night and one day. It says, which is during the daytime. So it sounds like it was a night and a day. So it, is, it was in fact one day, but it was a night and a day, not just a night. So the Gemara resolves that by saying, Laila Echad v'huadin Pesach Doros. In other words, when it says one night, right, it means that it extended the entire day. So in fact, Rabbi Yosef Lili is correct that in fact the prohibition of Chametz on Pesach Mitzrayim applied for 
only Pesach Mitzrayim and only for one day, whereas their prohibition of chametz uh, in our in our case, obviously, as we know, applies for all seven days. Good. So that is, in fact, the distinction between Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Doros. Now we arrive at the Mishnah. We have a few more minutes left. So let's get at least into introducing this Mishnah. Rabbi Rose's son's name is Shmuel. Okay, interesting, because we have a statement. Tomorrow's daf entirely is devoted to a statement that Shmuel makes, and it, and it explains Shmuel uh, entirely. It's a daf yomi coincidence that Shmuel, Shmuel, Shmuel uh, Rose's bar mitzvah on Purim, Boba Yom. Okay, so we're going to talk about the following. We talk about when you have an animal, right, that you are makriv, you're supposed to not really be makriv and substitute animal, right? You're supposed to uh, leave an animal to be makriv, and then you're supposed to use that said animal, right, to actually, to bring the Korban Pesach. Now, what if you do, what if you actually take a substitute animal and then you are makdish that animal as a Korban? So then what ends up happening is the first animal is still going to be Kodesh, right? Just because you were makdish a second substitute animal doesn't mean that the first animal, you, you can't just take a Kodesh animal and then, and then not use it. Uh-huh. So what do you do? So what ends up happening is you were in effect makdish both animals, right? So again, you have an animal, then you designated it for a carbon. And you say, you know what? I like this other animal better. I'm going to designate that for a carbon instead. Nope, you didn't do that instead. Now both animals must be brought. However, however, carbon Pesach obviously is going to be different because you can't bring two carbon Pesachs. So what do you do if you mermakdish a second animal as a carbon Pesach? So now you're really in a bind. Amar Rabbi Yeshua says the Mishnah, Shamati Shetmuras Pesach Kreva. Aha. So I heard, said Rabbi Yeshua, that when you have, this is called Tamura. It's not Truma, it's Tamura. Tamura means that you use like a substitute uh, Pesach, which means an additional, right, uh, carbon. So again, you were makar, you decided, we Mekach, we said before, you designated a car, an animal for carbon Pesach, and then you designated another animal for carbon Pesach. So it's Kreva. Here when it says that you're makar, it means that you're makar, it, as we had indicated earlier, as a shlamim, because physically the carbon pesach and the carbon shlamim are similar, are the same, so you can offer it as a shlamim. Okay, but he also heard, said Rabbi Yeshua, I also heard that it's not offered as a shlamim, which is another way of saying Rabbi Yeshua himself, who's a great Tana, actually had heard conflicting reports as to what the halacha. So if you think you're confused, don't beat yourself up. Rabbi Yeshua himself was confused as to what is the halacha with regards to the Korban Pesach, right? Because it adds a layer of complication. You can't bring more than one Korban Pesach. So when you're makdish a second animal, which you shouldn't really do, but once you've done it, is the second animal brought as a shlamim or not? The Ainli Lefarish. Rabbi Yeshua is breaking his own head. Have you ever seen this in the Mishnah? He said, I myself, Rabbi Yeshua, was, it was like one of the giant Tanaim, can't explain what is going on. I don't, I don't have shot. So I'm a Rabbi Kiva, I need a farish. Ah, Rabbi Kiva said, I'll explain it to you. He says, Ha-Pesach, have you ever seen a mission like this? Amazing, right, Chaim? Ha-Pesach shenimtza kodem shechit at ha-Pesach, yire at she-istoyev. This is how I'd like to explain it. Again, if you didn't shech the korban Pesach yet, okay, so then you have an issue, right? Because now you have two korbanos. We know you can't have two korbanos Pesach. So if you designate a second animal, so then that second animal, you're never going to have a replacement. So the original one, that you had, which is a famous phrase, a famous idea, that the original designation, you just let it kind of, you lay it out the pasture, literally. 
you let it go graze until it has a mum. Once it has a mum already, so then you can't bring it as a carbon, that's good. And as Rashi explains, right? Then you sell it, and then you take the proceeds, and with that you have a shlamim. So in other words, the kedusha never goes away, but at least once it gets a mum, it, you don't have, you, you know what you can do with it. In other words, until then, you can only use it for a korban pesach, and you can't use it for a korban pesach. So it's laid out the pasture in abeyance, right? And then, but then once it finally gets a mum, you sell it, still has the kedusha, and you can bring, that's when you can bring a shlamim. That's if you, it's before you shechted. And that would be the, the rule also with, with the substitute animal, right? So you have to lay them both out to pasture, and then when they develop a mum, you sell them. But let's say you designated one carbon, and then, uh, one for the, for the carbon pesach, and then you wanted to designate the second one for carbon pesach, but you only did the second, but you only found the original pesach after you took the second animal, in other words, you designated the carbon Pesach, lost that animal, so you had to designate a second one, and then sure enough, you shechted the second one, you designated it. All of a sudden, be, right, the carbon Pesach shows up, or whatever uh, the sound makes, so it comes wandering in. So then, carve shlamim. Then you offer it as a shlamim. Right? Because then, when you brought the carbon Pesach, you only had one, and then it's okay. We will analyze this more in the Gemara, Bezrat Hashem, on Purim tomorrow.